I believe the only heaven and hell concepts we experience is here while we're alive. And and if we if we choose to believe that we're separate from God, we are gonna have a hellish experience on earth. So you think hell is like a bad nineties movie that everybody thinks they've seen, but it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> hellish Shazam. <laughs> hellish no Shazam. <laughs> There's Welcome 2017 and welcome to episode 38 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint or perhaps a fine wine. You can watch us live Tuesdays 9 p.m. Eastern Time at pubtheology.com or on YouTube. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. And tonight's episode is brought to you by our official sponsors. That's you, Ogan. <laughs> Sorry, you usually go for... Ugh, dang it. Our sponsors, Craft Beer Cellar. As you can see, New Year, but nothing's changed. Craft Beer Cellar is the home of premium craft brews. Visit Craft Beer Cellar. That's C-E-L-L-A-R.com for a location near you. All right. You can win free beer from Craft Beer Cellar by joining our conversation. Comment anytime. On Twitter, Facebook, please use the hashtag PT Live or new for 2017. You can call in and leave a voicemail. That's right, we have a phone number now. It is just voicemail for questions, comments, maybe discussion topics you want to talk about. That number is 980 PT Live Zero. That's 980 785 4830. Call us, leave a voicemail. I'm excited about that. Woo! And our newest sponsor, Wink Wine Club, spelled W-I-N-C. I am super stoked about this one because you know I'm the wine drinker on the show. Um, Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. Founders of the world's first personalized wine club, they make discovering and buying great wine easier than ever before. Get started at trywink.com. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com slash PT live for $20 off your first order and other savings. And I signed up and it is pretty awesome. Sweet. Boy, things are happening on the show. We've got a call in number. We've got a new sponsor. Excellent stuff. And tonight we discuss our grand resolutions for the new year. We unveil an embarrassing moment, perhaps that we've had at some point in our lives as perhaps inspired by Mariah Carey. And we hit on the uh, theological and psychological notion of separation. What does it mean to be separated uh, from God, from others, even from yourself? And we also discussed the important issue of whether a movie starring Sinbad actually exists that many people insist does, but turns out may actually not. And if that's so, what does that say about how collective memory uh, can fail us? So there you have it. We are back for 2017. My name is Brian Burkoff. I am a pastor at Holland UCC and author of the book Pub Theology. Tonight I am drinking a percolator 
Coffee Doppelbach from Dark Horse Brewing in Marshall, Michigan. And I am drinking that in my new mug that I got from Tina that says, that's what I do. I drink and I know things. Ah, it's you, Brian. <laughs> awesome. Welcome. Awesome. With us as usual, Ogan Holder and Tina Simmons. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am Reverend Ogan Holder, Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, and author of Rants to Revelations. Um, I forget the subtitle is so long. Somebody remind me what it is. <laughs> the wise musings of a spiritual guru. On a bad tale of life, God, something, I forget. Um, look it up. It's on Amazon. And I am drinking... Um, um, a gift, not a gift, but one of the deliveries from our new sponsor, Wink. I've been a customer of, yeah. of theirs for a few months. In fact, the uh, the favorite time of month is when the FedEx guy brings my Wink delivery because i got to sign off on it and, and we have good conversation about it. Um, nice. This is a Fink's Widow sparkling white wine. So nice. in honor of the new year, wearing my digital party hat and well done drinking drinking the bubbly and saying cheers happy new year guys same to you tina happy what's up hey guys uh it's tina C tina <laughs> i even know my name today it's tina simmons here um author of zandrail which is now in paperback and yeah. on amazon i was gonna pull the one book but it's like that's your book that i just almost pulled right here it is i got the paperback And and in ebook, of course, um, you can buy it on Amazon. And yeah, today I'm drinking my my standby woodwork, and I got my little. Um, the, Ogan got me a chiller for Christmas, but it also doubles as an aerator. So since it's a red wine, I just have it in as an aerator today. And I am wearing my crown because anyone who listens to this show knows I deserve one. Oh, good God! Back to you, Brian. Boom! <laughs> I'm the I'm the only one not using a gift that we got over the holidays. I didn't know. It, What's up with that? Can you, can you read it? Well, I didn't know. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Channeling the uh, Tyrion Lannister there. No, I didn't know we were going to do gifts. I would have held up my Millennium Falcon or something. Okay. And your bracelet did come, Brian. It's very cool. I've been wearing it. It's nice. Excellent. He's excellent. just not wearing it right now when we're on the show. Move well, and we, we can no. visibly tell that you've been reading How to Dress Your Man because you're looking good. Thank you. Nice save. <laughs> All right. So any uh, New Year's resolutions that you guys uh, have thought about, planned on for 2017, or maybe a goal or a project, something you think you'd like to engage in in the new year? Um, I, I want to be more timely in sending out gift cards because... I've not been, I, I didn't do a good job of sending out the craft beer seller gift cards in a timely manner. So if you've been announced as a winner, have not yet received your gift card, please message me. And I apologize. <laughs> not been doing a good job keeping up with those. I think our fans would appreciate that, Ogan. I, I think they would. I think they would. Yours is in the mail, Dave. Woohoo! And I have to say that the craft beer seller in Grand Rapids, Michigan is opening in the next month or two. It's under construction right now. So. There you go. Looking forward to that. Be walking in with a stockpile of cards and going to be like, they're going to be like, where <laughs> be like, who's this guy? Exactly. <laughs> so any resolutions? What do you got, Tina? Oh, 
you're all done. That's it. That's all you're doing this year. Oh no, we're coming back to me. I, I need to pause the sip. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, I don't do resolutions. What I do is I make a list of, um, this year it was the 16 most pivotal moments of 2016. And I normally burn it, but for some reason this year I couldn't. And, um, I come up with a word for next year, which, um, my word for next year is expansiveness. And then I make a vision board and I pull an animal card and that's pretty much it. Oh, and, uh, uh, sacred path card too. So my sacred path card was um, storyteller, which was extremely appropriate because that's expansion too. And my animal going into this year is spider, which was really cool because that's one of the animals in Xandro. So that's it. That's my weird, my weird uh, ritual for New Year's. She went all woo on us. I, I tend to do that, don't I? Yes. Oh, man, I need to pull an animal card. I can pull one for you after the show. You would Good. probably get vol. A vole? Is that like some kind of a vulture? It's like a mole. It's yeah. like a little underground creature. Oh, yes, of course. It, sorry, it, it just springs to mind with that hat on that you're wearing. Stop being mean. Like what, about you, what about you, Brian? Did you uh, you have a resolution? To be clear, the actual hat that I'm wearing as opposed to the <laughs> virtual hat. My, digi my digital virtual hat that's, that's distracting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it's so good question. I think uh, I don't know that I've laid out anything specific, but I do think I would like to uh, read a little more intentionally. Um, yeah, get back to uh, really trying to learn some some new things and uh, listen to a lecture today uh, that was good. And so doing some things like that when I have a spare time or a moment to do something where I can. Yeah, go deep on something or learn something new. I think I'd rather do that than, uh, yeah, something else I might might do. So I might have to uh, pull out my glasses so I can look as uh, studious as you two. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. So, now you look like you belong in Portland <laughs> with the glasses, the hat, keep, the beard. <laughs> trying to keep up with you two. There you go. Total, uh, total, total hipster vibe you got going on there a little bit. Yeah. What about you, Ogan? Uh, any resolution? Um, I'm 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 all about intentions rather than than resolutions and goals. So the idea of intention is that like um, the 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 tone or spiritual the spiritual tone the spiritual energy that you set and um, let in any thing, uh, whether it be a goal or ideas or so on, emanate from that. Um, and it also is for me is the it's like the guiding principle of my choices from moment to moment, uh, if you will. So um, the 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 intention that that has really come to me um, from what we do at our church and most unity churches to do this thing called a white stone ceremony. It's really a guided meditation experience that um, allows an intention to come forth. Um, the the one that came to me in a really interesting roundabout way um has to deal with with happiness um so you know it's been as you guys know a little bit of a rough couple of years um uh for me and uh my daughter so um i think 2017 is that year where i think i want to begin to settle and surrender into just um, um an energy of happiness and 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 really make my choices from that 
place you know what what's what's making me happy yeah hmm. cool that's good intention so sophisticated and this party hat <laughs> this digital party hat makes me happy so it stays on go for it thank you go for it My so speaking of speaking of embarrassing moments uh did you guys see mariah carey on new year's eve oh I lord heard, i, wa- I, heard I about watched it. after the facts <laughs> it was not pretty did you guys see the meme with um i always forget her name ronda <laughs> ronda rousey when they're like ronda rousey's like i just had the most embarrassing moment of 2016 and then ohio state was like no, no, we just had the most embarrassing moment. Mariah Carey's like, here, hold my beer. I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. And by the way, could it be any more perfect than the Buckeyes getting shut out uh, last game of the year? As this Wolverine, it just... Where I know you wish Derek was here instead of me because you're on your ah, own. Ah, I'm on my own. Well, yeah, on your own. Buckeye listeners, you know who you are. And exactly. you, had it, you had it coming. All right, um, so MMA fans who are listening, Ronda Rousey, oh my goodness, she got clobbered, like under a minute, clobbered. I think she's done. There's no way she's coming back. These were her last two fights were like two disastrous losses. Aww. Now, now, do you watch this? Because I don't watch this, but a friend told me he's into it, and he actually showed me the video of the fight, and it was quick. I don't, I no, I don't watch a lot. The, the only sport that I ever watch with any kind of consistency and dedication is NBA basketball. Right. Um, and most of this stuff, you know, these big MMA fights are on pay-per-view, but but I kind of follow peripherally because one of the podcasts, sports podcasts that I listen to talks a lot about that as well. And um, I've always been a fan of Ronda Rousey and her story and um, her, you know, her rise of fame. And uh, I was hoping she could stage a good comeback, but it didn't it didn't happen. But but that Mariah Carey thing was. Yeah, that was that was bad. Indeed. And uh, speaking of sports talk shows, there is a uh, soccer or I should say football uh, podcast called PT Live, Pitch Talk Live. So if we have any of you tuning in here by accident, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it may seem like the sports show sometimes, but it is not. Uh, uh, there you go. Now, do they do they use the full title and abbreviate to PT Live like we do? Or are they just their Twitter them? handle is, I think, PT Live, oh, un- unfortunately. Yeah. But they but then they often refer to it as Pitch Talk Live. So. All right. These things happen. You know, what? that will that will, you know, that's a remind me of this when we get to that last question about the Sinbad thing, because because that's that's Ooh, a, yeah. that's a great is that related into the mess mis, misremembering thing. Or we can just go to that now. We don't have to go in order. You want to just hit that now? Well, Dude, I feel we like talk? we are like off in different directions today. Were we going to uh, do embarrassing moments? Or you just oh, want to yeah. go right to right. Uh, right. Embarrassing right moments. My 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 most embarrassing moment to date um, was in college, and it was my first piano jury, and um, I was a music therapy undergrad, piano major, and the jury is basically when you. Uh, you spend all semester learning certain songs and then you have to go play in front of the a jury and these are uh, like a panel of teachers and they would grade you and stuff like that i'd never done one before and when i asked my teacher about it she said in i think in an effort to calm me and make me less anxious she said you know it's it's just like a lesson you just come in and you play your songs right um 
And I, I, I started on an off semester. My first semester uh, was um, in January, started in January. So by the time it's the end of the semester and I have to go in for my jury, it's like getting into summer. And I remembered what she said, just like my lesson. So I, you know, I'm dressed in like flip flops. I got, you know, a t-shirt and my shorts on and walking in. As I am walking to the place where the juries are happening, I've noticed other students coming out and they're all wearing like suits and fancy dresses. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, am I going to the right place? And then, so I'm sitting there in the room, and then this one guy comes out, and he's like wearing a tux. And what? I'm like, I'm like, and he looks at me all weird, and I look at him all weird, and he's like, "Are you here for your jury?" He said, "Yeah, I am." And he just starts laughing and walks out, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is going on?" Nobody told me I had to dress up for the thing, so I I got my in. swim trunks. And my flippy floppies. <laughs> right. So I, I walk in, I walk into the hall and like all five, six professors that are sitting there, they look at me and their jaws drop. Like, what is this kid doing? And my piano teacher quick thinking goes, This is Ogan. He's from Barbados. <laughs> As if that explains <laughs> everything. Oh, that's awesome. This is how the Barbadians nice. do it. Caribbean. It got you, I think it got you off the hook, didn't it? Oh my goodness. Well, it well, I was kind of like freaked out by it so much that when I sat to play, the first piece was a memorized piece and I couldn't remember anything. Yeah, um, it, fell, it fell apart. Yeah, because my mind is racing. Like, what else have I gotten wrong? What else should I be doing that no one's told me about? You know, there's a lot of assumptions being made, but yeah, that didn't happen again. Mm -mm. This was college? This was college. Yeah, welcome first to semester. college. Made, made quite an impression. <laughs> Perfect. Made quite an impression. And about a week later, everybody on campus had heard about it. And it wasn't a big campus, but everybody oh, heard about it. Was oh, that boy. embarrassing or did it like make you an instant star? Um, yes. <laughs> 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 Embarrassing <laughs> first, notoriety later. Well done. Well done. That was my moment. Nothing's, nothing's been as bad as that since then. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I also had an experience in college. Um, I was part of an evangelical campus group, and we were hosting a debate, uh, which was the debate on the existence of God. So we brought in this evangelical scholar who to debate uh, one of the uh, University of Michigan philosophy professors, and I was going to do the introductions. I was going to introduce the two debaters, and the people setting up the debate told me I had to memorize it. And I wasn't allowed to have anything to read. And we're in the largest wow. lecture hall, in, largest lecture hall on campus, uh, over fifteen hundred seats, and it was packed. And uh, so I'm welcoming people and introducing our debaters. And I just blanked right in the middle of somebody's bio, and I just could not remember it. And I'm just like looking I think around. That's that's crazy that you couldn't have paper. It doesn't make any sense in retrospect. It's like, who, who would even see? It's like, it's such a big room. It wouldn't even matter. But for yeah. some reason, and I might have heard the instructions wrong, but I only had it memorized, didn't have the paper, the stuff on me, and got quiet, got awkward. I started to flush. The debate moderator's looking back at me like, what's happening here? I'm going to have to take this over. And then it came back to me, and I was able to finish the introductions. But... I felt like a complete idiot. 
I was I was hoping that story would end with you improvising something like, and <laughs> this other dude over here. Yeah, something hysterical. What he yeah. does. And that's why he's here. <laughs> and he'll tell you about it right now. <laughs> and he'll tell you about it when he comes up. <laughs> oh, man. The debate is, does this guy even exist? Because I can't remember a thing about him. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So, you know, it it wasn't great. No. No. What's your moment, Tina? I can't think of one right now. <laughs> that That is very embarrassing. Or you won't tell. I, I think she's having it right now. It's, it's not a happy, funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I got you. I got you. Some some moments are best kept in the past. Yeah. No, they're not. It. No, they're not. Come on, fess up. It was three months ago, and I. It was right around my birthday, and Will and I went to a paint night, a paint day. It was in the afternoon, and we were drinking and we were having fun. And um, it, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, it, it was the first time I painted since my mom's funeral, and I totally forgot. Like, I couldn't remember the last time I did a painting. I was trying to think about it, and I'm painting, and in the middle of it, I realized that the last time I painted was the fingerprint painting for my mom's funeral, and I just burst into tears in the middle of paint night, like paint day with, like, you know, like 20 strangers around me, and I just started crying, and and Will t handled it really well. And the instructor was flustered. It was like this young 20-something. And she was just ridiculous. And um, I, it was just really, really embarrassing. So then, like, I just, like, immediately, you know, I got myself under control and just kept painting and acted like nothing happened. But it was really embarrassing. But that's sweet embarrassing, though. That's sweet yeah. touch and embarrassing. And they're probably all looking at Will like, what did that bastard do? <laughs> Are you breaking up with her own people? No, no because they're like, there I am. Like, I don't like to be in situations like that. So the instructor comes over and I'm like, my mom just died. <laughs> I'm like, it's just, I'm just having a moment. So like, there you go. Yeah, it was awkward. Shut it down. When you play the, when you play the dead, oh, Brian, nice. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's become a brick See? wall. <laughs> just trying it out. For the audio listeners, you gotta check out check out check out the video stream. About I don't know how many minutes we are in here. I, I was minutes. I was just into a brick wall, and now I'm. Uh, you look like a video you look like that. a pilot with your big headphones oh on. Uh, I'm at the beach. But yes, you play the as I've realized. You know, you you play the dead relative card, and it it totally shifts everything in your favor. Yeah, but you also have to know your audience because, you know, if you if you if you use it in a meaningful. Um, emotional moment like that it gives some you know it gives the latitude and it allows it to flow if you use it as i do sometimes in a dark humor kind of way um, people don't always get it sometimes so you gotta know you gotta know your audience yeah All yeah right. like my my mom couldn't kid around with my sisters about the fact that she was dying but she used to kid around with me and i, I was like can you can you just you know if you're not going to go in August could you wait until October so you're not near my birthday? She's like, yeah, no problem. You know, we used to kid around about stuff, and she's like, your sisters would have a heart attack if they knew that you and I talk like this. That reminds me of a, a great movie I saw recently, and I and I shared this on Facebook: The Fundamentals of Karen. If you've not seen it on fa on Netflix, go watch it. It is it is a beautiful movie. Um, so good. And also uh, Manchester by the Sea, which is an you know entire movie about loss and grief, but there are some hilarious moments in it um, nice. around around death and grief that that sometimes you just have to have when when mm. you, you know you're you're faced with these things. 
Um, there, was I, a, there, was, there was a lot of loss in 2016 for everybody, for a lot there, of people, I should say. There was, there was. And in many ways, humor tends to, humor tends to <clears throat> soften and temper it um, mm -hmm. a, li a little bit. You know, I would like to think that, you know, at the Last Supper, there might have been some jokes going on um, <laughs> and the disciples. I mean, you know, they were mostly all once fishermen, so they, they, I'm sure they didn't entirely give up their, you know, their raucous bouty ways. So, yeah, that's that's what I like to think. Yeah, we'll try to bring some humor into our Holy Week episode. <laughs> So speaking of movies, did you ever see the 90s movie Shazam uh, starring Sinbad where he plays a genie? You know, it was so funny. No, when you wrote this, my first thought was, did you mean Kazam with Shaq? <laughs> like, which, which is the common confusion. Um, yes, but many claim that, yes, there was that movie with Shaq, but there was a different one with Sinbad called Shazam which has been proven not to exist and by the way no, it was really good don't you when he does that <laughs> whole like three wishes thing uh, as yeah that was it um you know it was so funny because um as i was doing some research on this how carried away people are with this thing like there's a whole subreddit group about this is there and, really? yes there is and there's actually a name for it so, so the official name for some for misremembering, like mass misremembering, is called confabulation. But it's it has a nickname. It's called the Mandela effect. And I I had to look up why that was. And apparently, this blogger, um, she had this thought that um, um, that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison, right. And when she, when she shared it at a comic con, there were other people who were like, "Yeah, that kind of like people affirmed her memory." Exactly, they confirmed. They're her like, memory. "Yeah, that sounds right." I remember like a lot of people, Mandela prison. Well, it wasn't that they just said it sounded right, but for them, it was it was it was fact. And then it was then they had to realize it wasn't. And this isn't like I don't know if you guys see the uh, uh, was it Jimmy Kimmel does this thing where he'd go to music festivals and ask people about totally made up band names and they'd all talk they don't want to look stupid so they all talk about how great the bands are and they're totally oh, wow. um, fictional made up band names um but but i think i think that while they're like silly examples and there's a, there's a whole web page of these examples of things that people think happened that really didn't happen i i have a better theory and my theory is that theory of all alternate universes so you know, there's 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 a, a, a quantum theory that every time we make a choice in this reality, we experience the effects of the choice we make. But then there's an alternate reality of the other choice we didn't make that's coexisting. So I think that's what's really happening. And for some people, they can tap into that other dimension, that other reality. And that becomes the truth for them. Um, okay, that's, that's my theory. And by the way, I, is anyone watching the OA on Netflix? If you're not watching the OA, yeah. watch the OA. That thing, that thing will melt your brain. It's fascinating. All right. So that's different than the Black Mirror. Different than Black Mirror, which is again, that's that's some weird stuff too. That's <laughs> <laughs> some um, weird stuff. Well, Rick and Morty talks about the alternate dimensions too. Just so you know. Who? But you never watched that. 
Rick and Morty. It's a cartoon. Anyhow, okay. um, Ogan, I, I don't agree with you. I think that when people Shocker. say... You're not agreeing with me? <laughs> I know. Go figure. Um, when people say things with conviction, other people just assume that they're right. And I think there's a lot of people out there that say stuff just to mess with people. Like, like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, and like they say stuff with conviction and that person walks away thinking that whatever was just said is fact and they pass it along as fact. And the mind is, I mean, did you ever watch those shows on, I can't remember what channel it was like discovery or something, but with how our mind, like we, we don't always remember things as they are. We remember them as we want to. Um, so mm -hmm. our fact, I mean, basically our lives are an illusion. Fact is you know, our memories are, are just what we want to remember or, you know, pieces of things and we're just filling in the gaps. So I, I just think there's a lot of people out there saying stuff with conviction that really don't know what they're talking about. Um, I, I do agree with you to a point on, on that, um, that, that we do sometimes create facts when we don't know as, you know, after nothing we learned from this recent presidential campaign is that, you know, facts are whatever we want them to be, not what they actually are. Um, and, no, no more political references. I'm done. It's 2017. I'm done. But, um, mm. but at the same, um, and yes, and you're right. And people substantiate that whether they don't want to be embarrassed to to admit they don't know, and so on. But, but, so while you are right, I I think there's a piece of this other thing. Uh, the deja vu, like, you know, we've all experienced deja vu. What is that? Mm -hmm. You know, is that is that because things feel familiar or you know i my my theory to that is that time is not linear time exists in this like you know spherical uh, concept where everything that ever happened is happening will happen and is is coexistent and sometimes we are able to touch multiple points in that sphere at the same time so deja vu when we think we've actually experienced something already we actually have because it has already happened and is happening Go ahead. Well, you're blowing my mind, but uh, I'm not sure I agree with that. But the hat, the hat will keep it all in. Interesting. <laughs> there's, there's another theory though um, that it's possible that the media is messing with us, and they just retracted everything about this movie, and it really did exist. And this is just a big giant social experiment to see how dumb people are. Well, you know what? Here's the thing: Sinbad could do with all the publicity in the world right now, so. I don't, I don't, this thing's resurrecting his career. He's like, heck yeah. Exactly. It was, in, <laughs> he was like, shit, damn. I, I just, I think sometimes things are just a big social experiment. You know, I think he's going to go make that movie in secret right now and start like an underground VHS. That would be awesome. That would be great. That would be great. But you know, it's, it also speaks to the power of suggestion um, that, you know, uh, sometimes we have memories of things from when we were younger that we actually could not remember if people around us who were older and actually experienced mm -hmm. it at an older age and were telling the stories about it. Right. Like they're telling the stories creates a perceived memory that we may actually think we're remembering the initial event, but what we're remembering is the retelling and then our mental, yeah, uh, our, you our, know, our, draws a picture. our mental presentation of, of their telling of the original event. Our brains don't know the difference between what is imagined and ultimately what is real. You know, that's that's how a lot of um, 
you know, athletes and successful people will tell you we we this is the power of vision and we envision ourselves succeeding and our brains are like believe it's happened and happening and and it influences the choices you make. So, you know, that's in, in unity we talk about uh we talk about these twelve um innate divine powers or faculties and one of them is imagination. And we talk about how worry is a misuse of our power of imagination because we are picturing all the things that could possibly go wrong. And if we get stuck in that place of using our power of imagination and worry, then we make choices from from fear of those outcomes as opposed to imagining uh, more you know positive, uplifting outcomes. So, so in theory, um, we're not just manifesting our future. Our mind is controlling our past too. Like nothing is real except the moment you're in. Mm. Yeah. The power of now. That was, that was the whole yeah, except, except the thing. All things did happen and they happened a certain way. So it's, it's, not, just, it's not just whatever you want it to be. I mean, certain things have happened in history and it's not just, well, if I remember it this way, then that's the way it happened. Yeah, but Brian, that's haven't you ever seen? Though. But Brian, that's haven't you ever true. seen like siblings that grew up in the exact same household but have two completely different perceptions of their upbringing? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I've, they I've live seen through it. the I've, same facts. I get it. I know that happens, but that doesn't mean there wasn't an original event they're all drawing on, and that event is the real thing. Right. Yeah. But 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 no one's one thing. No, it is, it is, it is, yes, it is. But no one will ever, no one will ever tell it the way it actually happened. Well, any, that's... any retelling is told through the filters of interpretation. That's why they say, yeah. you know, his, history is in the hands of the victors and, and the writers. And the men, because women weren't allowed to write and put down history. I will say on uh, Twitter, Annabelle says, yes, Shazam existed, contrary to rumors. Oh Lord! <laughs> or yes, she's she says yes, she's seen it, and then it existed contrary to rumors. So, oh my goodness, there we Social go. Social experiment. Maybe maybe Sinbad was so embarrassed by it that you know there was. He a, asked him to pull everything. He paid a millions exactly. of dollars to just pull move everything. It moved to squelch it. What What's interesting is when and and this is a lead up to the last part of the, this question is when um when not necessarily false memories but. But folklore and, like you said, um, legends and myths um, are told so often that they become his history and they become fact and they become things that that you know people stake stuff on, like you know, Garden of Eden, Noah's Ark. Yeah. The, the so that was the next. That was the next part of the question: Is can this yeah. whole idea of um, false collective memory or confabulation or the Mandela effect affect other accounts of ancient historical events, even biblical accounts. And you would say yes. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. For, for sure. Did Jesus walk in water or was the tide really low and there was a sandbar, you know, like, <laughs> or were they all in a mass hallucination because they were taking some good drugs? You know, mm, I won't go that far. Wow. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. you weren't there. You don't know. Well, if they were on a boat, they were certainly taking a trip. That's exactly. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's a good one, Brian. <laughs> they ate some bad fish on the lake one day. Exactly. Yeah, yep. Or you know, there was just a fish that had, yeah, 
Yeah. You know, so or that, there's a, so an algae out there that causes hallucinogenesis. You don't but, know. Okay. So, so in all seriousness, though, so so to use to use the exodus as an example, right. you know, it, it's become a, a cornerstone of of the Jewish faith. This exodus, and it's it's um, celebrated and acknowledged every year on Passover time. Now, I'm I'm not here to argue whether the exodus happened or didn't happen, but what what researchers and archaeologists would say is there's no way that many people traped across the desert for 40 years and didn't leave a trace that nobody would find they've been things existing much longer and older in this world that that we i mean we got dinosaur bones for goodness sakes you know how, how are we not finding you know any kind of trace or evidence of you know, a few hundred thousand people making this mass migration. Again, maybe it wasn't as mass migration, or maybe it wasn't as far a distance, or, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, th there's a lot of different explanations. And again, this is not me saying it didn't happen, or it shouldn't be honored as part of the tradition, because in any uh, spiritual movement, you know, there are a lot of traditions, even in unity. <laughs> Even in Unity, we have our own urban legends. There was a story about, you know, this tornado was bearing down on Unity Village, and uh, one of the ministers, uh, well-known ministers at the time, May Roland, apparently walks out and, like, you know, tells the tornado, you're not going to land here, and the tornado changes direction. Now, yeah, I wasn't there, and apparently there were some witnesses, but I'm also going to say the tornadoes have a really random path, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> did she send you're... it away, or did she, or was this just a random moment? But it's the, but it's become folklore, and it's, it's like part of the story, part of the narrative. Yeah. So you the know. collective memory. I, I think the Exodus example is a good one because it is this ancient story that has been told and retold, and has become ritualized and part of an annual celebration, and. Uh, the story almost transcends the historical reality, if you know what I mean. It's that celebration of, of coming from slavery to freedom that is true of everyone. And in fact, when they tell the story, they say, uh, we too were slaves in Egypt, even though obviously you weren't typically if you were a Jew celebrating that today. But yet you use that language uh, because there is a deep sense in which all of us are enslaved to uh, certain things and are seeking freedom. And we, you know, the spiritual path leads you into that freedom. So there's well, power in that memory. Go ahead. And and it's what Ogan always says. And I know I make fun of him for it, but you know, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. It's, it's more about, you know, the inspiration of the story, how the story makes you feel, you know, it's, it's more about what happens in the story and how it impacts you. Then. And years years later, when we talk about how Tina quoted me and supported what I was saying, I'll she's deny gonna us. deny it. <laughs> but we have video, we have a recording, we have the facts. Yeah, and we can all go of a back, sudden, actually. episode thirty eight will be missing, and I'll be like, we never did an episode thirty yeah, eight. That one episode did that? I feel like we did that, but did, you know, if you we did an episode and no Brian. one listened, it does it exist? <laughs> Brian, Brian's so, going to edit the podcast and take out that little piece and there'll be like no record. No record. Now, but I will, I want to push back on what you just said a little bit, Tina. You said that how the story makes you feel is more important than any, than the facts of the story. 
I think there's something to that, but I would say that many people would say, certainly for historical religious events, that it does matter whether it happened. So if, Why? if, if Jesus uh, died and then was raised from the dead, that's a central historical event for uh, most Christians. And if you're going to say, well, if that makes you feel a certain way, great, but it doesn't matter if it happened or not. Okay, uh, a lot but, of people are gonna. But if you find out that it didn't really happen, does that mean that you stop following the teachings of Jesus? Does that mean that some yes. all, all that he did doesn't matter? How he treated people, how he taught us how to, to come from a place of love—none of that stuff matters if he didn't, you know, come from a virgin and die on the cross. I don't buy that at all. You don't, but for a lot of people, it will matter because if that turns out to be factually not true then the the very next question is well how much of it is true yeah. and then if that's not true then possibly none of it is true and the whole the whole yes. it's like a jenga block uh, the jenga, whole thing. jenga tower the whole okay. thing and yeah. i get that and i know we've we've talked about that and you guys have had you know your spiritual crisis with, with that but it doesn't mean you stop being you it doesn't mean you stop trying to be a good person it doesn't mean you stop coming from a place of love or treating other people well no, I agree with I agree with you on all of that, but I think when you have a view of the world and a view of God a certain way that is so uh, tightly defined and so specific to well, I relate to God because of what Jesus did in His death and resurrection, and that's the way that God even is is able to be in relationship with me. If you're saying that didn't really happen. It's like saying the sky is, uh, I don't know, green and that down is up. And, you know, it's like, you, it's mm -hmm. just, you know what I mean? Like the world doesn't make sense suddenly if you're saying that that didn't actually happen. And so I think it. I know. And I, I know that they put you in a scary place as well, but it gives you the opportunity for a whole new relationship with God that's much more intimate. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think you anyone ought to be open to what they believe at the deepest level perhaps being wrong or not having the full story so i i, I agree with that 100 percent. but and but i uh, only to say that it, it it does matter at some level if certain things happened or not but then the other part of that is we're not in a position to definitively prove one way or the other almost any historical event that's over 500 years ago, I mean, we can, you know, have strong ideas about things because of historical records, data, literature, history, archaeology, etc. But that's where faith comes in. And we can make that argument for anything for science. Like, did Newton really come up with the idea of gravity and the formula when the apple fell on his head? No, well, it's um, probably just a story. It's probably just a story. Or he was really... Did, uh, he really came up with this concept while he was napping under the tree and the apple fell and woke him up. And, okay, but does it mean the concept, do you, does that mean gravity doesn't exist just because an apple didn't fall on his head? You know what I mean? No, but that's the whole, right, we're making that same, you're making that point and we're kind of agreeing with you, but again, for some people, the the veracity of these things is um, is central to them believing them. <laughs> So the idea is eventually, no matter what you, 
you you've got to you for me the point is to get that concept of god and connect with it regardless of the story to realize that god transcends the story god is not contained within the story the story doesn't make god real god is real regardless if that makes sense so you can you can you know get rid of the stories you can get rid of the literal belief in the stories and still like to your point you know still have an understanding of a relationship with um of and with god and realizing that you know and i use the word god as in you know spirit whatever you want to call it realizing then that ultimately you'll get to a point where you realize that all of these stories were just an attempt to uh, to communicate and understand, but then it transcends any level of understanding. And that's that's when you get to a place where you can surrender to that idea and not get caught up in any kind of doctrine, any kind of story, any kind of belief system. That's when you really begin to experience the divine. Well, I, I just think we live in an extremely ever-changing, fluid world. And anytime you try to cling to something you're, I don't know, you're, it's going to hold you back. It's going to get, it's going to make you scared, miserable. That's where fear comes from, like trying to cling to, to beliefs. Um, absolutely. And that's, that's part of a, of a spiritual practice. Is it, what is it, Brian? Is it kenosis? Is that the word to let and go? Um, you, you've yeah, got emptying. to, yep. yeah, emptying. You've got to empty yourself. You've got to let go of, you know, and it, and it takes time, but eventually all the things that got you to, quote unquote, got you to God, you've got to let go of in order to fully experience God. Even your concept of God? Everything. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. And so, I, and so I, you know, so I, I agree that we ought to be able to um, find uh, symbol and metaphor in some of the things that we think or perhaps even need to be absolute fact or a certain way on any religious thing. Yeah, you got to be able to go underneath or deeper or turn it inside out. Uh, and if you can't do that or aren't able to do that, then, well, I'd say, yeah, there's some some growth that could happen there. But that's hard. Is what it I is. Say. Let's talk about evil because evil ties into that. What, what well, I just want to say, you know, um, we didn't quite prove if um, Sinbad's movie was made or not made, but Sinbad, if you're listening, you can leave us a voicemail at 980-PT-LIVE-0, and we'll we'll get that right on air. And that's 980-785-4830 for those of you without letters on your phone. Yeah. You have such a hope of the far reach of our show. <laughs> I know. It's called intention, my dear. Intention. Hey. You, have to, you have to act as if. I'm not going to wait till we get popular to get a voicemail. I'm going to get the voicemail so that when we become popular, it's there. Build okay. it and they will. No, I love it. I love that we have a phone now. Exactly. Phone number. Wow. There's a um, whole list of these Mandela effects. Yes. And they say, you won't, like, Curious George never had a tail. That's my favorite. No, tail we knew that. Didn't, he didn't have a tail, did he? I have no idea. I don't remember his tail. I think he had it. Brian, too. you're really going to destroy my childhood right now. And you know what? Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. Yes, he does. Yes, he does when he's dying. What he no, says no. is, No, I am your father. Oh. Isn't that? Yeah. When, 
when he cuts his hand off in in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh. But it gets retold as Luke, I am your father, right? Yeah. Every time. We'll have to look it up. Curious George, no tail. Google Images, man. There's no tail on Curious George. I see that. I get that. The original Curious George, though, because they, you know, the artists always kind of modify over time. Uh, let's see. Click on the link that says original. Yep, no tail. My son had a Curious George doll, and it did not have a tail. Yeah, even the no original tail. book, no tail. Yep. That's animal cruelty. Well, here's one. Um, maybe he was born without a tail. Monkeys have tails. There are no monkeys born without tails. Monkeys have tails. It's part of their balance. Maybe that's why he was living in a human family, because he lost his tail and he was embarrassed. Not a gorilla. Gorillas in here. Whatever. So Brian, take us on. <laughs> Get us back, Brian. Come on. You're... It's you also true that, that Jiffy peanut butter doesn't exist. <laughs> it's Jiff. Jiff. I know, but a lot of people Jiffy think there was also a kind called Jiffy. It's because people they mix Jiffy and Skippy. I mean, I'm Jiff never, and Skippy. I am never putting Link in the script notes again because Brian, <laughs> Brian <laughs> going down we the, lost him. the rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm in full Mandela effect. All right, so. <laughs> We have a quote from John. In some Sam. other reality, in some other reality, we 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 stayed on point for the yeah. show. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> here's a quote. The quote is: "Evil is separation. Evil is separation. Theologically, it is separation from God. Psychologically, it is separation within oneself." Yeah, I get that. So discuss. Yeah, second one, yes. First one, no. We we can't be separate from God. If God is omnipresence, all there is, how can you be separate from all that is? If we're not listening, if we're not connected, we don't feel connected, we're not we're we're stuck separate. in our ego. No, it's called, sin. It's called sin. This is theology 101, Ogan. It's yeah, called, it it's called not, sin. Because we're not listening doesn't mean we are separate from it's like if i was deaf doesn't mean there's no sound just means i can't hear it yeah you're separate from the sound because you can't hear it no if but your subjective experience is separation then it is separation even if it's no you just got to figure we're out we're not saying god doesn't exist if you feel separate from him we're saying it's just separation but the, but the separation is an illusion we we yeah. we're separate but we really aren't but didn't we just discuss what we believe is actually what drives our lives? Didn't you hear me just say this? <laughs> if you subjectively believe you are separated or separate or distant, that is your experience. But that we is also your true just, experience. Right. We also just discussed don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. So because a good story doesn't make it true. You know, the fact, the fact of something doesn't make our belief about the thing Truth. I don't know how you're tying that back to what we just said. What? I don't understand. No, I know. I know exactly that. what you're saying, and I, I, I think that we're talking about two different senses. So yes, if God is through in and through all that is, including ourselves, then yeah, there is no ultimate separation or ob objective, let's say. But if your experience, your religious experience, is distance from God, separation, or, or perhaps even sensing God doesn't exist, then you are experiencing separation. Yeah. So a self-imposed separation you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. But be, because I've chosen to be, to self-impose the separation doesn't mean the separation exists. 
there's multiple here's, levels of existence that here, you're missing here's a great here. here's a great oh here's a great example here's a great here's a great maybe a parallel i don't know how great it is but i think it's a good one so let's say i'm married and say my wife and i are separated and i go live in another house and we don't speak to each other until there's an actual like divorce or something we're kind of still married even yes if we're not. you're still married i was gonna use that same example so you're still married but there's a experienced separation but you're oh. still experiencing it all right i don't know shazam <laughs> <laughs> i mean kazam so I will, uh, I will i will so i will say this i will i i think i think my hesitation is because like one of the corner foundations of uh, my spiritual belief is that I can never be separated from God, even if I think I am. That that the presence of God is still active in, as, and through me. So no matter how much I try to say I am not connected with, I want to turn my back on, I am still connected to the divine because the divine is the essence of who I am. So okay. I can't ever really be separated, even if I think I am. Okay, but it, Ogan, this this question's irrelevant to you then because he started it off with a quote about evil is separation from God. You don't believe in evil in in your beliefs, so this is irrelevant to you. So I, that's true. But so my idea of evil is not separation. Evil is evil is any attempt to negate um, the presence and the truth of God. Which is separation from God if you're trying to negate and separate and what you're trying to be always going to fail because you can't. So, for example, you know, if if we say God is love, OK, and I attempt to live a life devoid of love or do things that are separate from that are not uh, loving, then, yes, that's evil because I'm attempting to negate the, I, the the divine idea of love. But the point is, I can't ultimately ever do that because love is going to transcend and bigger than any action or stuff I'm going to take. And all I'm going to do is keep running up against the the wall of, not the wall, but, but the presence of love in other people and other things. And eventually I'll realize, guess what? My idea that there's no love is going to implode. I'm sorry, that is an awful optimistic fluffy way of looking at things you pose that to a person who has experienced nothing but hate and abuse their entire life and tell me that that they keep running up against love well here's the thing it's 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 their choice they can oh Ogan, come on we all get i don't don't get me wrong so i am okay, i'm a big one to say that like we manifest our future but if you were born into a situation like that and all you know is hate and anger and abuse it is so hard to get out of that. Oh, that's I never all said you it. know exists. I never said it was easy. And I'm, if you never me. see anything else in your life, how do you even know there's anything different? I am not saying it's easy. All I'm saying is it's possible and it's real. And there are countless examples of people who have endured nothing but hate, oppression, and discrimination and rose above it. You want me to list names for you? Mandela, Victor Frankl. These are all yes, but they experience some kind of love from somebody in their life along the way is my point. There are but people out there that don't get an inkling of it. That is not true. There is nobody who has never experienced some Whoa. element of compassion, uh, generosity, love, nobody. Maybe they can't recognize it because they've... Sure. 
I'll agree with you. The other side of it is so overwhelming that that there that the story that they've come to believe is that all there is 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 hate, abuse, and oppression in the world. I'll give you that. I will agree with that. But again, I firmly believe that it always comes down to you will see what you want to choose to see. And you will want to choose to see, yes, I'll agree with you, based on your experience and your context. But again, I'm going to use the example of, of Viktor Frankl, a person, you know, we know the story about him and, and the experience he had in the Nazi camps and all he saw was, was death and murder and, and these horrific things. And at no point did he give into this concept of all is lost. What did he say? Ultimately, the thing that cannot take from me is my mind and my ability to choose. I'm not saying it's easy. It is probably the hardest thing anyone will ever have to do in their entire lives, but it's possible. And okay. because it's possible, that's what gives me the hope that regardless of all the ridiculous, stupid, horrible things we do to each other's human beings, they can still, there's still that hope for good. And that's the thing that keeps me going. No, and I understand that. And, and I, I get that. I mean, coming from the hardest tears of my life, um, I, I mean, I've, I've had people tell me they can't believe how resilient I am and, and yeah. what I went through without getting bitter and angry and nasty. But, but and you is, have that, is that, that a genetic thing? But is there a genetic thing in us that, that makes us, like, I am so different from the rest of my family and I don't know why. Is there something in our DNA? Like, somebody told me that but there's actually like a resilience question. gene. You're what? asking a different question as to what causes that. You're asking a different question. Yeah, well, you, well, you're saying that people can overcome, but maybe, maybe some people can and some people can't. Well, some people won't. I'm not arguing that some people won't. Some people will always give in. Some people will give in to, to, to that hopelessness and that helplessness. I agree with you that some people will. But what I'm saying is there is always the potential to not. We okay. all, I believe I'll give you that. we all have that potential to not. Now, whether we choose to or whether we even realize we have a choice, and that's a whole other thing. Do we even realize we have a choice? Yeah, exactly. If we don't know we have a choice, then yes, we're, we're, we're not gonna. Mm. And couldn't it be that some people physiologically actually don't have the choice because of uh, circumstances or things, the ways their brain is wired or abuse they've received that actually fractures something in their ability to recognize uh receive reciprocate love yeah yeah i, I will yes they, there are cases of that like in ideal situations yes we could all you know open ourselves up to a greater yeah. sense of, of oh, awareness absolutely. compassion I'm, love but but some not, people have yeah i'm not gonna ever say that that for some that there are cases where the horror is so immense that to get to that place where you even recognize you have a choice to think differently is so far away that it's near impossible to get there. But I will always maintain that it's never impossible. It's always, for some cases, going to be extremely difficult. And there are so many stories that bear this out. And there are also so many sure. stories that, that bear the opposite of right. people who've given up. And, and know, most of those people, we don't ever hear their stories. 
Right. And they're taking their own lives and their suicide and all that kind of stuff. So, so it goes both ways. So C.S. Lewis, in the two minutes we have left here, C.S. Lewis posited the notion that hell is separation from God and that people can choose either to walk into um, connection, embrace unity with God, or say, you know what? I'm not really interested. I'm going to just kind of stay isolated and choose that path and that that's what hell is. Yeah. What do you think Are you talking that? before or after death? After you die. I mean, it could start now, but while you're alive, it could, it could certainly while you're alive, but it, your ultimate path could lead that way to that separation. Yeah. I believe hell is believing in a separation, believing that you're separate from God is, 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 is a hellish experience. You just said there's alive. no separation from God. Okay. I said, believe in it. <laughs> You can believe in it, but that doesn't make it real. <laughs> I, I don't. Believe, you can dream it. You can do it. <laughs> I don't agree with that statement, though, Brian. Just because I don't think that believing that you're going to go to hell or whatever, or believing you're separate from God, sends you into this eternal damnation. I don't think anything after us is any more eternal than what we're in now. Well, damnation implies punishment, so I think this notion what wasn't so much the the punishment aspect as in you just chose not to walk into the embrace or the unity or the. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I that, that could actually be perceived as coming back to earth in another life instead of going to heaven. Um, could be. And I'm with you about the afterlife thing. I, I, I don't believe in a, in a hell experience uh, in the afterlife. Um, Even a self-chosen one. That is correct. Um, not anything I, eternal. I believe the only heaven and hell concepts we experience is here while we're alive. And and if we if we choose to believe that we're separate from God, we are going to have a hellish experience on earth. So you think hell is like a bad 90s movie that everybody thinks they've seen, but it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> hell is Shazam. <laughs> hell is Shazam. There's Wow. Boy, do we have any energy for a closing word of wisdom? I think that was our close right there. I think that was it right there. Closer, show title, it. everything. Hell is it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it's good to be back on PT Live here in 2017. Thanks for tuning in. Please connect and spread the word on social media. And remember, you can listen to our prior episodes anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. And please leave us a voice message because we can listen to that as we're doing show prep, uh, and we may even play it on the air. And again, that number is 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. So we'd love to hear from you that way, or of course, you can engage on Twitter or Facebook. If you want if, to find a conversation like this, in your town, go to pubtheology.com and check out the directory. And thank you once again to our sponsors, Craft Beer Cellar, who you can find at craftbeercellar.com, that's C-E-L-L-A-R, and Wink Wine Club at W-I-N-C. No, no, no eh, eh, dot com. trywink.com. Trywink.com slash P-T live. T-R-Y-W-I-N-C. Trywink.com slash. So they know they're from us. So they know you're from and us. Actually, you get twenty dollars off your first order. So exactly. Yeah. So you got to use that. Got to use, use the proper link. URL. Yeah, Thank not, you for that. Link to come. Well done. Well done. Until next time, friends. Drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. We are out. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year. There was a comic book called Shazam. Did y'all read Shazam? Um, what was I going to say? Shoot, I forgot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Is that Brian? Well, it's <laughs> kind of funny, though, whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> now you're having fun with it. Jeez, the show is over. <laughs> <laughs>